0: Well, tonight on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, there was a article that was put out on box because it's starting to getting out there with the mainstream, uh, corporate, you know, white media, the thing that we've been talking about forever, that Biden don't have the black vote, like talking about, they even have to admit this. And we see this, you know, being talked about plenty. Now, this article that's on Vox, there's only like two sections of it that I want to take time to go through, that's kind of just, you know, important to what we're talking about here. Now, they're talking about, for sure, the erosion of, you know, the vote. Now, they mentioned it, of course, in the article, Black and Latino. Uh, I don't know what Latinos do, you know, when it comes to their voting. only thing that I do know is that more of them vote Republican than Democrat. That's for sure they vote are split um, if anything, at the most. they split. They're, they don't vote one party that I do know. So I don't know why you're trying to put black voting and Latino voting is not the same. It is not the same. But just want to make sure we, we preface that because as a matter of fact, you shouldn't attach nobody to black people. I'm totally against that because um, every community have different issues. So they said here in this article we want to start at, they said the term non white voter itself has a com- lot of complexity. It's saying Democrat itself only is partially helpful. They said support among black Americans for Biden, as they say, for example, is much higher than among Hispanic or Latino voters, uh, which statistically would be true. Um Latinos really don't feel Biden like that at all. And we know the, the group of people that really support Biden is the Boole, you know, members. And we know the older black people. They have done a poll that said that voters 40, 18 to 45 don't support Biden like that in the black community. They continue to talk about Latino voters tend to be younger than black voters. They say Democrats seem to face bigger hurdles to retaining support from black and Latino men compared with women. They say while Biden specifically is underperforming with lower income, Voters, they say, of color, say bad feelings about the economy, and they say are still the single largest issue affecting Biden's standing with all voters, including, they say, voters of color. I always said this, and I, I don't like it, but saying people of color and all that, that's just, to me, a remix on colored, white and colored. I keep saying that, and I don't know how these people still get away with that crap. It's like, okay, you can talk about white people, and they're the only group you should talk about, and all these other groups of people, that have some, at least a form of melanin to them, whether it's minimal or, you know, abundant. They're just people of color. They're voters of color. They're You know, it's like th- that is a white supremacist way of even describing people. You understand? But why is it that we want to focus on black women? Why more black women would vote for the Democrats than black men? It's very simple. The Democrat Party has invested heavily into black women. The Democrat Party can give programs to black women that they never give to black men. And black men are the enemy. Black women are not the threat, and black women aren't an enemy. No, no one likes black women like that. I'm not saying they just no, that black women just aren't a threat to the white man. She they not. Black women could be the Trojan horse, black women could be the sleeper cell. Black women could be the, the the strongest agent that we have. If if these sisters understand, you know, their position in helping the community because they will allow a black woman in these corporations. They allow a black woman in some of these boardrooms and they allow a black woman in two different th- ways. They're talking about us and whatever. And if she just played a role where they thinking like, Oh, she cool. She, she on the team with us. And yet the whole time, she giving the game to everybody, you know, for instance, they had this one sister I used to work with and, you know, she would be ear hustling them people all the time. And if she ever hear them saying something about any of us, she'll, she'll text us or she'll pull us to the side and say, Hey, yeah, they write hey, they talking, they saying this and that in the third. So just, you know, keep, keep your ears open, keep your eyes open, watch this and watch that one. See, that's the kind of sisters that, that we need right there. It's going to be in them offices. It's going to be at these uh, uh government facilities uh, working for the government, whatever they working at, and just passing that information to the to the community, passing that to brothers, letting brothers know what's going on. Y'all can do way more because they won't let us get into that unless we are bug broken as as black men. Because when you're bug broken, you're not a threat. If you are a black man who has some deep and bass in your voice, if you are a black man who are conf- is confident, that's why they hate Coach Prime so much because they can't stand a confident black man. The greatest threat to the white supremacist male is a confident black man because that kind of um, energy spreads very quick. Not only it spreads in our community, but it spreads in everyone else's community. And naturally more people are drawn to us, not to the white supremacists. The white supremacists got a rule in fear and violence. We don't have to, do that to anybody. We just naturally have a personality that draw people to us without doing anything fearful or with violence. You understand? That's why they can't stand n- about us. They hate that about us, that everybody's a- drawn to us go back to the situation. Of coach prime coach prime is taking a team. That was one in 11 and look, what look what he has done in a short period of time. That was a phenomenal game. I watched last night. Colorado State was being extremely dirty. I mean, dirty. I mean, they went in there to hurt somebody. I mean, that, some of them players should have been suspended. That coach right there, you know he was working for the folks. So the folks hate Dion, Hate him. And for what? Because they can't stand a confident black man. They hate that. They hate a black man that, that everybody respects. Boy, they hate that because everybody respect that the black women respected people all over the world respected. So the, so they like, Oh no, we got to take him down. We gotta, we gotta do something to, 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 to shake his confidence. We gotta do something. So how usually white supremacist male fight is to try to sabotage us. Cause they never can beat us one-on-one. They never can. That's why I say they are the weakest, weakest group in the world, but that's okay. Cause we always come out on top anyway. So when it comes to men and why a lot of black men don't fool the Democrat party is one, they, they don't want to see us shine. We know this Two, They they will not allow us to have any kind of program because they, they understand if you help the black man, you help the black community. The, the Democrat party is the one that ushered in mass incarceration of black men. They ushered it in. Of course, the Republican friends were assisting that too. Republican states are part of it too, not just Democrats. It wasn't a Republican that drafted the 1994 crime bill. It wasn't Donald Trump. It was Joe Biden. And the Democrats and the Congressional Black Caucus went along with it, didn't stand against it or anything. The Democrats never offered nothing to us as black men. What do they offer to us? Condemnation shame, putting us down, using our women in our community to talk down to us. Remember Tiffany cross, you remember how she said, we just need to listen to black women, uh, just straight trying to emasculate black men. They don't use white women, Hispanic women or any other woman from other groups to talk down to their men and say, you need to listen to the white woman hey, Hispanic men, get in line and listen to Hispanic women. Hey, Asian men, get in line and listen to Asian women. That's exactly what was said on MSNBC to black men. And black men has had enough. And we understand where it comes from. You're using black women to do it, but we understand that it comes from the white supremacists in the Democrat Party. And even the woman who said it, Tiffany Cross, Y'all took her show away from her. She, because she was a little too sassy at times for y'all. Because you don't mind her getting us told, but when she got Tucker Carlson told and started going after the people in their community, no matter what side of the political aisle, hey, wait a minute. Tiffany going too far. She don't supposed to be talking to white men like that. She don't supposed to be talking to black men like that. You understand? And then Tiffany, I haven't seen her on, on TV since. I haven't. Now let's continue. Now they said the, uh, the state of the economy is objectively improving. They say there's no recession in sight. I beg to differ on some of that. They say inflation is improving. I haven't seen it. They're saying unemployment remains low. He said those material conditions take longer to improve. Say when you're on the lower end of the economic spectrum, Uh, they said that this is all similar to 2012 when Barack Obama had the same issues with the economy and dissatisfaction with the economic recovery. They said, but just like then, They say we have to tell a story and keep talking about our solutions. A Christian Ramos said, a Democratic Latino consultant. He continued to say, he said, we have work to do. We have time to do it. And everything that I've seen, when people hear about what we've done, they say they like it. They say it moves these undecided voters to our side. Um, they, They keep saying that they have time. No, you don't. You don't have time. Let me tell you why you don't have time. And the filming of this video is September 17th, 2023. Look at how quick 2023 has even passed, folks. Half of the month of September is almost over. We're going to be looking at October real like this. November, December. This year is just about gone. 2023. You don't. The Democrats don't have time. They don't. And they really think that they can just say something to black people. They can put some shields out there. They can have Jason Lee coming out and, and, and being rude to black folk. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying you think you can use him because he's, he's somebody new you're using now. Right. And you think that's going to work. Black men is going to be your thorn on your side because we're not playing with y'all. Because we never benefited from the Democrat Party. Not one time. You've done nothing for black men. You haven't, you got black men incarcerated and you're not trying to get them out of there. You cause the biggest issue in our community prior to that 94 crime bill. We didn't have so many black men in prison like that. But after that, it exploded. But let's continue. Let's say the youth, let's say of the average, let's say black or Latino voter also complicates the picture. Now this what they're saying. Young people, complicated. They say younger voters tend to be dissatisfied with Biden. They say, but that does not mean they are switching sides to vote for Republicans in mass. Cox argues that distinguishing between Biden and the Democrat Party is important to understand this dynamic. So while younger voters, say of color might not want to say they're Biden supporters at this point, they still have an affinity for the Democratic Party and its identity as the more progressive force in national politics young people don't have an affinity for the Democrat party. No, they don't. They sick and tired of y'all. They definitely don't, don't want to see Biden in there again. If You want to just be real. Y'all don't even want to choose another Democrat, right? If you know Biden is that toxic, choose another Democrat. Now they say that if you look at the Democratic party among young people and say it tends to be more positive than views of Biden They say, so it's possible that Biden has artificially deflated support, it's because of who he is, they say his age, his background, his approach to politics. Him being an old-school politician, a party that has increasingly become more progressive, and wants more dynamism, they say, in their leaders. They say, and the dissatisfaction also shows up in polling about Biden's accomplishments. They say older voters are more willing to give Biden credit than younger voters. Credit for what? What did he do that made the lives better of anybody? The only thing he, the people who should be giving him credit is Ukrainians. They should be giving him credit. The people that should be giving him credit is illegal uh, migrants. They should be giving him credit. The Asian community should be giving him credit as well because, Hey, he did sign uh, the uh, COVID-19 bill that gave them a protection. They should be excited about him, but you see, they haven't showed up for Biden either. They, they should be the biggest advocates for Biden. And I still say it's interesting how the Democrats don't call out the Asian community for this. Why aren't you supporting Biden wholesale? Every Asian American should be supporting Biden based off what he's done for them. I know black people, if Biden done something specifically for black people, black people would be giving Biden all kinds of praise, appreciation, and they would show up to vote for him. That's why, that's why these other groups y'all keep on playing, trying to invest into these other groups. Y'all, y'all still don't get it. Black Americans are the foundation of this country and have way more invested into this country than any of these other groups that have came to the, this country. And y'all still don't get it. When these other people left their homeland, if they weren't loyal to the places they come from, they're never going to be loyal to America. Why? They weren't loyal to the people they come from. Now let's continue. They say some of that gap, they say, can be explained by different ways that so younger people consume political information. They say, and they say there's lots of reasons. You say there's more TV uh, channels other than three. They say there's social media. They say younger Black and Latino folks are acting much differently than their mothers and fathers. Thank God they are. They say this means that there's going to be more work needed. Most of these campaigns are running broadcast TV commercials because that's where older people that are the regular voters are consuming information and you're not reaching these younger let's say black and brown voters. I don't know why they keep using the term Brown because they don't label themselves as Brown. They don't They either say they Latino or Hispanic. I don't know where, where the Brown come from. Now they say they're consuming all the information on mobile devices and streaming services. Yes, they are even people that watch our content, they consuming it that way. And you have a lot of people that just will not give up the old way they won't, they, they trying to take that to the end. And that's why they are going to stay losing is because you got to move with the times. You got to move with the culture. Exactly what you got to do. Now I say there's a culture divide and say as well, say black and say, and Latino uh, voters tend to be a bit more conservative on social issues than the white college educated voters. Is said it had been growing more democratic in the Trump era as reflected by the varied opinions by black and Latino voters on abortion, immigration, gender identity, and crime. So even they're admitting, you see, you see with well, some of you like to come here and get upset with me about my positions on, you know, uh, definitely immigration, my, you know, positions on the economy um my position is on a just I just believe in the traditional family. I got to keep it just there. I'm not, cuz you know on YouTube I can't really go too deep into some, that other conversation um in the traditional family and just not being uh one to promote alternative lifestyles. Um you know with the traditional family everything that comes along with that you know we want our children to be children. Uh, We don't want our children introduced to things they shouldn't be introduced to. Uh, Let them watch SpongeBob. Let them learn the ABCs, one, two, threes. We shouldn't be having anyone who's grown dressing in an opposite identity to be gyrating or doing anything in front of children. Um, That's really a lot of position and crime also. Nobody wants crime. Let's call it what it is. Abortion. We understand in the black community that it was specifically targeted to get rid of black children. So we can't wholesale support that either. So, yes, a lot of our uh, thought process would be considered quote unquote conservative. And because that's just normal. <laughs> it's, n- it's not no, nothing with politics, it's just normalcy, right? Now, they said that it was written before, it said that more moderate leanings don't mean they say non white voters are running to the GOP, but it does suggest that Democrats have more work to do to overcome the feeling among some non-white voters that they are not represented in the Democrat Party's more progressive identity. Well, actually, the progressive identity is the one that supports open borders, you know, alternative lifestyles, um, doing for everybody else except black people. That That's actually the far-left progressive side, actually. It's not really your moderate Democrat that's actually pushing that. And I say across most of the conversations that they have with the party insiders, one thing was clear is that Biden's campaign, the Democratic apparatus supporting him, are off to a good start. They're lying to him and they're lying to themselves. They say they've made the right hires, they say, of black and Latino staffers to guide efforts with voters of color. They say they've made huge early investments in advertising to black and Latino voters in battleground states. Um, investing in Boole Boul- Martin is not a good investment. Let's be, let's be honest with you. Um, They said launch outreach efforts specifically targeted uh, at black and Latino men. I have not seen any of that. They say, and hosted engagement events in Mississippi, Florida, Wisconsin, and Kentucky. They say the next few months will be crucial in seeing whether this engagement begins to pay off, which it will not. They say, and whether this softer support for Biden bottoms out. They said, if you, if you're asking me about Joe Biden, the first thing I'll say, well, you need a person of color leading the campaign. They say, check. They say, do you start really early? Say, well, they started early, whether it's the DNC or the campaign or building back together, a democratic uh, aligned outside group. We need to admit that there is an erosion in these constituencies. They say, but that we have plenty of time to get it back to close where it needs to be. Once again, You don't have the time because you already lost black men. The only black men that you have right now is the black men who are afraid black men who are stuck. The civil rights generation, black men, you got them. Um, and that's really it, right? Black men who are the, who are the straight free thinking black man for sure. Black men who are entrepreneurs, Black men who want to take the lead like they're supposed to, they can't vote for you because voting for the Democrats is supporting emasculating the black man. Why would we support a party that uplifts Tiffany Cross emasculating the black man on national TV? That was very not only disrespectful, but that was embarrassing to have a black woman doing that on national TV to black men. And then attacking other black men in the process, telling them not to listen to Kevin Samuels when he was alive or listen to Tariq Nasheed or, or anybody else she was mentioning. Those men wasn't even on the program to defend themselves sitting up here, telling black men to listen to black women, but tell them not to listen to black men. Black men are sick and tired of that crap. And it's all come from the Democrat party because they don't respect black men. That's really what it is when you don't respect black men. Do you think we're going to show up for you? No, no. I've been seeing the disrespect for the black man. The disrespect. let me tell you what the disrespect is when in black women have even called this out. When you refuse to have black men in positions, I'm talking about real black men, not a black men who's soft-spoken, Not them kind of black men, not bug-broken black men. And when I mention bug-broken, I'm not talking about a person, what they do in their bedroom either. Because you can be bug-broken and and got a wife at home. They always want the bug-broken black man, the black man that's fearful, who isn't confident, who's afraid of their job, want to be a certified raccoon, them kind of black men. And brothers see that. Well, why do we want to support that kind of party? No. Now, Antoine C. Wright a Democratic strategist working with the DNC to support Biden and reach black voters echoed this explanation and noted that it's encouraging to see early investment from the Biden campaign in the DNC and specifically reaching black and Latino men. Where is this outreach, ladies and gentlemen? I haven't seen it. I'm a black man. I'm a black man on the platform. I ain't even heard from him, right? It's interesting. A black man like myself, or I think, you know, they mentioned earlier Tariq Nasheed and any other black man. We have the reach to talk to a lot of black people and even black men. And yet they don't try to have a conversation with us. You know why they don't want to talk to us? Because we're going to be asking, OK, fine. You, you want us to talk to our prospective audiences about Democrat. What are you going to do for black people? What are you gonna do? Because see, I'm not gonna tell them to vote for you, and you're not gonna do nothing. I don't care about no bills. I'm talking about no, 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 I don't care about no bills you pass. What are you gonna do for black people? And matter of fact, you need to do it before the election because we don't trust you. All that, well, just get me in, and then when I get in, I'll do it. Mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. You had one time to do that, and we don't believe you. If you're gonna do something for black men, do it now. Do it, do it now, do it. And when I say black men, I'm talking about for black people. Do it right now. And then when we see you do something specifically for black people, then we we can say, okay, yeah, we probably can go vote for you then because you did it. We would never believe a Democrat saying, get me in there and then I'll do something for you because Biden was the last one to screw that off. So y'all got to do something for black folks way before the election. But let's continue. So he c- continued to say that we tend to be called low propensity voters to say, but I call them low priority voters. They're the number one targets of misinformation, and disinformation intentionally to suppress our voting or keep us from participating or being motivated to participate. Let, let's stop right there. So here we go. He just, he's a black man himself and he just disrespected black men. If a person is going to target you for quote unquote misinformation and disinformation, they're going to do it to everybody they're not going to specifically target one group, right? And even if a person is doing that, basically what you're saying is black men are so dumb that we can't hear when a person is giving us misinformation. We can't go research something on our own to come to our own conclusions, right? How is someone suppressing our vote or keeping us from participating or being motivated to participate? we ask the question, participate for what, what are you going to give us for our participation? See, let me tell you what they call misinformation. When you tell them what's the point of voting for them, they haven't done nothing for black people. Why should we go out there? See, Oh, well that's misinformation. Cause he did the infrastructure bill. Once again, what did he do for black people? Nothing. That's accurate. Well, you telling them that it's suppressing the vote. I'm not, you can, how suppressing you from voting is either doing something administration with administration. In other words, I figured out a way to stop you from voting, right? That's the only way I can really suppress your vote to stop you from voting that way with paperwork. In te- even in Texas that has voter ID, Guess what? You go to the voting booth. You say, hey, you want to vote? The first thing they ask you for is, do you have an ID? You give them your driver's license. I don't know a black person that don't have a driver's license unless they got there suspended. Or they couldn't get one. You give them your driver's license. They print out your little paper. You go over there to the voting booth. Put in the code. And then you vote. I have not met one person that tries to restrain me as a black man. I have not met one person that has ever tried to restrain me as a black man, to stop me from voting, and the majority of you who are listening, male or female, have not been prevented from voting by nobody. You act like we live in a time of the Klan out there <laughs> with guns and, 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 and torches. Daring us to go in there and vote or something. That's not going on. So so stop with that suppressing the vote crap and, and and oh not being motivated. No, your actions are not motivating people to participate. Democrats, that's what it's not nobody else, it's you. Now he continues to say we have to work overtime to make certain that we continue to invest in black voters and invest in black talent and keep us engaged even in a non-election years. The Democrats working to elect Biden are also optimistic that voters will begin to see the contest as less of a referendum on the incumbent president and more of a choice between Biden and Trump once the contours of the GOP primary field becomes clearer. As Ramos said, he said that once that divide becomes clear, it'll be easier to pitch Biden to non-white voters, but that pitch requires Talking about status threats, and said that the betterment of one group of voters isn't coming at the expense of others, and that a rising ties lift all boats is as a way to offset potential cultural criticisms of Democrats by the GOP. So the Democrat strategy is this. Now we hear the term rising tides lift all boats. We already know what that's about, right? We thoroughly reject rising tides lift all boats because our boat has never risen. Our boat is always capsized and drowned. Everybody else's boat rises, but not the black boat. So the strategy is, well, we can't really do much about the criticism of Biden. So let Trump become the GOP nominee. Once Trump is officially the GOP nominee, we going to use a fear campaign and say, Oh, you got to pick Biden because all oh, that Trump, he going to put you back in slavery. He gonna, he gonna take everything from you. Um, Biden's taking everything, and the Democrats are taking everything from people. Hello, Chicago, New York, y'all two in particular. Y'all tax dollars are literally being taken from you and given to others. You can't even use your own tax dollars. I guarantee you, Trump's not gonna do that. So that's a strategy. Fear monger, fear monger, fear monger. Attack you if you're not afraid of the fear mongering. And you better believe all our names are going to be mentioned here in the next year or so. Trust me, it's coming. Boulay Martin is going to go on a vicious attack of all of us. And I'm here for it. I hope he do it. Cause I have fun with that. I got this What the podcast is for is to respond to people like Boulay Martin. I wouldn't respond to everybody, but any of them shields that mention my name. Oh, I respond to you. Cause I, I have a right to respond. If you mentioned my name, but that's a strategy, fear-mongering you. And we ain't afraid of no freaking Trump. <laughs> from 2016 to 2020, guess what? If you listening to this podcast, you was all right. You lived. You got up every day. You you went to work, came home, paid your bills, fed your dog, chilled out, went to concerts, football games, uh, uh, did all kind of things, take vacations, all that mess that you went through, through from 2016 to 2020. And you still here. Am yeah, I afraid of no doggone Trump? Like, yeah, that fear mongering, like I said, that don't work. That's over. That is so over. And we over that too. Fear mongering to me is no different than pandering to me. Like pandering sickens me and fear mongering, I think, sickens me even more. Ooh, black people. who you go, oh my God, this is just the, the most important election of your lifetime. You remember we did the podcast about that? They've been saying that every election, this is the most important election of your lifetime. Oh, you can't let him get in there. Oh boy, look what he's gonna do to black people. <laughs> okay. Now I say Democratic is also point to another fact that while support is lagging for Biden and Democrats, there's no clear signs in polling or in real life of a mass excess of voters and say of color to the Republican Party. They say we've seen this erosion of support for Democrats. They say, but there hasn't been a ton of evidence. And these folks are flocking to the GOP and say, "What we're talking about is Democrats can no longer rely on these voters to be solid Democrats. He said, it doesn't mean that they're not winnable, but that means that both parties seem to be well positioned to capture this increasing block of voters, meaning they got to compete because Republicans have an opportunity to get these voters and Democrats have an opportunity to get these voters. And I love it. I love it. I love it. The day of them just having these black people who just straight Democrat voters. I got told y'all before every year or every two years, they are losing a lot of their electorate due to just life happening. The people are passing away and the people who they got to deal with and who they really don't want to deal with is that block of voters where they got to earn it, where they got to give something. You understand It is a good thing to have Republicans and Democrats fighting for your vote. That's good. Cause then you could lay demands at that point. When you just give a person your vote and they don't have to work for it, they don't have to give you crap. You understand? And even Republicans are starting to understand say, wait a minute, hold on. I think we got a little shot with them. I say, man, so yeah, Republicans, you got a shot. So what you offering, what you offering black people? Cause Hey, the votes for sale. I've been saying that the vote is for sale. And if y'all not selling nothing, I'm buying, I won't vote for that one of y'all. That's why that's what we take it. That's what the new voters are saying. Give us something that we could vote for. And if none of y'all want to give it, don't worry about it. We chilling at the crib. We good. <laughs> we, we're not doing this. Well, I got a, a, the less of two evils. No, no, no. We don't believe in being evil. That's what the new voters are saying. We don't believe in evil. Well, I got to vote for him because he a little bit better than this or so, no, nah, I ain't got to do crap. I ain't got to give a vote to now one of you. Now they say, they say still these margins matter. I say though 2024 is not likely to be the year that Republicans win a majority of black and Latino voters. they say polling this far out, Say does paint a picture of lower enthusiasm that could turn into lower turnout for Biden and congressional Democrats. As Andrew uh, Prokop explained, they say the polls conducted over the last year has told a consistent story. It's a one of near even support, as a for Biden and his Republican rivals in battleground states and nationally. They say the lower numbers among Black and Latino voters are equally consistent with this finding, and that makes the mission for Democrats leading these campaigns even more urgent. As, the, as they talked about, and they kept t- saying that if. Donald Trump was to get just 20% of the black vote. Biden's never going to win just 20%. He got 12 last time. And I'm going to tell you more and more black men. I'm telling you more and more black men that I talk to saying they're going to vote for Trump and black women. They, they not telling that story. They better get with that program and that story. There are black women who have said, I'm going out there voting for Trump. I'm sick of these people. So you're not only losing black men, you're losing black women too. And I would say the more successful black women are, the more they're talking that way. Black women who got, you know, degrees, black women who got, especially black women who got businesses and understand what the Democrats do to affect businesses and and harm uh, these these black women who have their own businesses. So they are right when they say that with younger voters, the Democrats got to fight for a vote. They don't just have, don't have the vote wholesale. And I love it that makes it equal that makes it fair and that give us a better position as black people to actually get something out the deal that's that's good news actually they're admitting this that they don't have it like the old people the old people they got them that's why they ain't had to do nothing for the old people cuz the old people are like Shh, I just, i'm a vote democrat but the new people are saying i ain't got to do nothing come hey let me know what you are selling and i'll see if i want to buy so, Democrats, you don't have time. Because the Republicans, and what I'm starting to start to slowly see them do, it starts to slowly reach out and and, and see what the deal is. But we're gonna ask them the same question. A Republican come over here and say, hey, we wanna talk, okay, fine. What are you gonna do for black people? I wanna know. I gotta know. Oh, the oh the the, the, the Republicans not gonna uh, uh get no uh uh harsher uh questions than what the Democrats get. Oh, you getting the same. But see, the difference with the demo with the Republicans, they can say this. Well, you know, you, hey, uh residents of Chicago, you know, if you get me in here, look, that these people, or oh, I'm getting them out. They're affecting you, they're taking your tax dollars, they're doing this, they're doing that. You're not getting job. A black person in Chicago ears gonna say, Oh, yeah, <laughs> that really could help me right now. Cause look at what's happening in my city. Black people in New York can hear the same thing right now. I say, yeah, look what's happening in my city. Yeah, I, I can rock with that. You know what else you what else you offering? Also outside of that, what else you got? You know what I'm saying? What did you see the other day in New York? What did you see? The Democrats sticking the script and and, and want the American dream for people that's not even American citizens. While we got homeless people in New York is not even experiencing the American dream. They're experiencing concrete. And listen. I wouldn't want to be homeless in New York. Them, your Lord. Oh Lord. I don't see how y'all deal with it. Them big rats. Ooh. I never seen rats so big in my life is when I went to New York. I don't see how y'all, man, look, if I had to be the mayor of New York, that would be my mission is to eradicate rats. I'm like, I want the best exterminators from the country. What, what do we need to do? do a, 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 what we need to do, we need to destroy the rat population. I never seen a rat so big in my life till I went out there and that was in freaking Manhattan. I never seen a rat so big. So imagine you sleeping on the street and you got these big old mama rats by that dog on big calling by you or calling on you. You trying to sleep on the street, but yet these people who just came over here sleeping in a row hotel while you sleeping on the street trying not to get bit by a dog on rat. That's not fair and that's not right. So a person could be like, yeah, I'm definitely kind of, yeah, I'm hearing that. I'm feeling that what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Know what I'm saying because black people are tired. Black people like that press conference was disgusting in New York. That was utterly disgusting. With AOC and the rest of them. Why do we want to vote for that? We're not trying to vote for our own demise. So, yeah, the Republicans, if you got, you got something, hey, let's talk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, we always said the vote is up for sale. Because you got some people out here who will be like, they will speak against the Democrats, but then we talk about when it comes to Republicans, well, you know, we shouldn't just go with the Republicans either. Like, well, then you're just a Democrat. You're just mad about the Democrats at that point when you're talking like that. If you are want to give a referendum on the Democrats, then listen to the other side. If the other side don't want to give you nothing either, then don't give them your vote at all. I don't know what, what, like don't be a Don't be so militant against the Democrats. But then when it comes to the other side, you still are basically a Democrat. I don't understand that. If you're going to criticize the Democrats, not willing to even listen to the other side or even vote for the other side, then stop talking bad about the Democrats. Stop. Because if you're gonna talk bad about the Democrats and still go vote Democrat anyway, well, yeah, I do. they don't do nothing for us, but you know, I don't think I can vote for the other side. Well, just stop criticizing Democrats. Cause you're gonna vote for them anyway. I can't stand black folks who do that. Criticize the Democrats, but then you were talking about, well, shoot, man, I say what the Republicans. Are. I say, Oh no, 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 no. I oh, no, that ain't the answer either. That ain't the answer. Okay. Well, well, voting for the Democrats is the answer? You complaining all day, and, but saying they not the answer? Well, they got racist over there, and the Democrats got racist too. So, you, you go to your job, it's racist that's controlling your job, it's racist police, it's racist at the grocery store, it's racist at the doctor's office, it's racist at the gas station, it's racist everywhere. And you still go to all them places and do what you got to do. So please, all at oh, all, because they're racist, you're not going to, I don't care how racist you are. All I care about is what i can get out of you. Even the racists that hire you as an employee, they don't have to like you. All they want you to do is do that job to make them some money. That's it. So that's how I feel about voting. I don't care if he, who cares you? If you can't deal, if you don't want to deal with nobody that's racist, just leave America. That's the truth. Racism is built in the foundation of America. Everything we do has racism in it. No matter what it is. The NFL is predominantly black men and look how racist the NFL is. So, so stop. Cause I don't hear nobody trying to talk about they trying to go live in some African country as a norm. There's a minority of us that talk like that. So you want to eventually make our way to the continent, but it's not the majority. You're going to deal with some racism period in this country. But don't, don't, don't just just don't criticize the Democrats. If you're going to vote for them anyway, because to me, that's stupid. You shouldn't even waste your, you shouldn't even waste your breath, but the Democrats understand they in trouble. They understand. And I love it. I love it. You got 2024 coming up. Then the midterms of 2026. Remember every two years that go along, the Democrats are losing more and more of their older voters. And that's, what's making them afraid. They are petrified of this that they actually got to give something to black people. So actually y'all, we are becoming more and more in a great position. A lot of you are more educated now. A lot of you understand more. They can't pander to you. They can't shuck and jive to you. That's not working. See the older voters, they can do that to them. To us, we're offended with pandering. We're offended with talking down to us What Jason Lee did, right? We're not putting up with it. We're going to confront every shield that does this, this election cycle. So definitely send, send those videos. If I haven't seen it yet, please send me those videos of, of shields talking down to black people. Cause yeah, we got to confront them so we can educate you on not only what they said, but how to respond to it. Because the days of Democrats just doing this, oh, them days are done.